0: Join Dr. Martha J., educator, instructor, literacy specialist, coach, and author, as she explores ways to support educators in their plight to be effective teachers, literacy coaches, and administrators in the ever-changing field of education.
1: Welcome to Rethink It, a place where we discuss interventions and how we can utilize the principles of habit to implement them. This week, we are completing our season or our episode on supporting teachers. And we have with us Mistress Sentley Williams, who will speak to us about a few interventions that she utilizes to make teaching a lot easier and, of course, to reduce stress. Mrs. Williams, thank you again for accepting my invitation and please introduce yourself.
2: So hello, my name is um, Rhoda St. Louis uh, Williams, but I have my students call me Mrs. St. Louis because every school that I um, start teaching, they um, there's so many Williams, so they call me St. Louis. So um, today I'm gonna talk about how to preserve the instruction time at the same time, um, you know, work on student behavior and improve student behavior. And one thing I tried and I have been trying this um, this year is the morning meetings. And I knew of the morning meetings before, but like every other teacher, I cared about the instructions. I wanted to get into the classroom, start teaching. I want to follow the pacing guide. I want them to be um, ready for the test and I cared so much about they being ready for the test. And I have realized that um student behavior can really, you know, um inhibit classroom instruction. It can affect classroom instruction. Um so I said this year I'm gonna try something different and I have been trying this probably for the past couple of years. But this year, um, I've been very intentional about it. So every morning I have a morning meeting and I talk about student behavior. I talk about what's expected in the classroom, out of the classroom. How can they be kind? And I have them close their eyes most times. And I would say, close your eyes and think about what you can do to be kind to somebody today. And they will tell me different um ways. They could be kind. I could talk about close your eyes and tell me how you can um, stay on task today. And they will tell me, the students actually know the answers and they'll say to me, you know, to be kind to somebody, I can let them go ahead of me in line. I cannot respond to someone who was being mean to me. And I just communicate with them. And we also have fun. Um We don't meet to like, what did I do this weekend? And they say, if I said I went to the, I went, the park this weekend someone will say me too i do games as well all of these help the kids and i talk about being a leader as well and what what was a leader and um you know a lot of teachers um, they um they have this like the line leader who's the line leader today they do the odd numbers even numbers last name and in my class i never ever um i haven't been doing any choosing line leaders by last name, first name, none of that. I talk about being a leader and I ask them what does a leader mean. And they would tell me, you know, you need to be a good person, you need to follow rules, and I say, and I kind of get the vocabulary and I say to them, Being a leader is not your it's not your um, position, it's your actions. So even if you're at the front of the line and you don't have the right behavior, you're not a leader. So therefore no students never ask me to be the line leader because of that. So all of these you know, help my students to stay on task, you know. And I can tell every teacher the morning meeting is so important to set this, you know, the the, the stage for your day. It, it it even if you think it's taking instruction time, it actually increases instruction time because now you mm-hmm. have already spoken about all the behaviors that you want your students to you expect from your students and you did, you tell them about you as well. I exposed my vulnerabilities, you know, if I said if I raised my voice, did I do the right thing? And they'll say no. That means I made somebody else control me. And the students, they have feelings too. They understand your vulnerabilities. If you're hurt, you can tell them. In a you know in a child way, you tell them, explain to them, and they're gonna understand and they're gonna respect you and love you more. I also tell them you know they, they want to talk, and and students want to. Some students want to blur out in the classroom, and during that time, I talk about you know if you have a question, if you have a, a an issue with someone who um who is probably, who wants to probably want to fight, probably want to tell you mean things. Um, if it's just about you and you're not being bullied, I suggest that you write me a note or you talk to me at recess time or right before a resource. In that way, we preserve the instruction time, but I still listen to them because they want to be heard. You cannot cut them off; they want to be heard. So the morning meeting is very important.
1: This is something I love that. You're saying to students that, or you're teaching students rather, that being a leader is an action, not a position. And um, I think more than elementary students need to hear that. And what I like as well is the idea that you actually work with students so that they can emulate or they can practice or think of the Action or the behavior that you want them to demonstrate. And um, I hope that somebody listening will understand how morning meetings work and will give it a try. When we come back, I want to hear what is that other strategy you're going to share with us for maintaining the integrity of instruction in your classrooms. Mm-hmm.
0: You are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them.
1: Welcome back and here is Mrs. Saint-Louis with her second strategy.
2: At the beginning of the week, I have a menu for my students and um, this menu you go to a restaurant and you have that menu choose what you eat every day they have something to do they have pretty much they they have instructions from monday to friday and i tell them as you eat as you complete your instruction as you complete your assignment you do checks so you, you check so i have them to go ahead and check as they go along and that way they self-monitor themselves. They stay on task and you don't hear, what can I do? I'm doing my assignment, what can I do? You don't hear that in your classroom ever because they're always on task. They always have um, in the menu, they have um, they have everything that they have to do for the week, for math, for science, social studies, reading, um, even their programs for reading, their math programs, all those mastery programs like Lexia, Edmonton, IXL, they have this on their um, on their menu, and they know that they have, they expect you to complete these assignments
1: by the end of the week. Mr. Sintui, this is amazing. All of us, adults, stu- children, we always love choices. Whether we are in an actual restaurant, or we are even at home when our parents cook, we want to be able to choose what we want to eat. And the idea that you're giving your your students that kind of liberation or that opportunity to make choices, even if they are all in line, the idea that they can eat what they want when they feel like it. So what I'm understanding from your menu is that Students know that this week I am expected to complete X, Y, and Z, but I can decide in what order I complete them. And I love that. And I suppose students probably will um tap into their strengths. For example, if I prefer or if I'm better at a particular thing, I might choose to do it first since I need less time or maybe more concentration time. So I think that's a brilliant um. Strategy, and I just hope that somebody listening is going to tap into it and adapt or adopt the menu idea so that their students can be on task most or all of the time. Thank you again. sent me thank you so much for sharing with us. You've shared the morning meeting. You have also shared your menu, and I know you are bubbling to share more. You know,
2: there is so much research about differentiated learning, differentiated learning instruction for reading. We have different groups of re- um, we have different reading groups. Um, we we group our students based on their um their academic ability or their reading level. And, and I say, you know, if we can scaffold and differentiate our instruction, why can't I differentiate my behavior expectations? And, and people might say, I mean, that is giving them, you know, keeping them, keeping them up to standard, and letting them fail, but listen, when we differentiate our instruction, we want all the kids to get to grade level, but they all get there at different times. But our goal is to get them at grade level, at reading level of the classroom, at the math level of the classroom. But we get there different ways, and we, we use different materials for the students. So I do the same thing for my instruction. So if there's a student in my class who has ADHD, uh, um, a 504 or four because of behavior, I talk to the student, you know, personally, and I say to the student, "Listen, if you can behave yourself until lunchtime, or probably until recess time." I'm gonna recognize you and I'm gonna reward you. And the student, they're so excited because they cannot do all day. They cannot do all month, they cannot do all week. And eventually, like we scaffold in instruction, we go ahead and move the goalpost, but you start differentiating your instruction. And I have seen it work for me with students who have ADHD and and force um, you know, for behavior. They cannot sit still. I just set goals for them that are achievable, you know, so not telling them you have to behave well until the end of the week and I'm going to, and I will reward you. No, give them small, you know, really, 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 really short intervals and just reward
1: them as you go along. Okay. is you essentially me your method for behavior modification is in line with two of my favorite authors. Charles Duhigg with The Power of Habit and James Clare with Atomic Habit. Both of these gentlemen talk about small, rewarding small wins or rewarding atomic habits. Atomic meaning small and I guarantee, I mean, I know that you are having success because this is something that researchers have found that if we have small wins, we are most likely or more likely to repeat those behaviors. You can take us, for example, when we there are things we want in life, probably we want to lose um, 20 pounds, but after we've lost one pound, two pounds, or um, uh, three pounds, we begin to celebrate because we've seen that we had a small win. We don't want to wait until we've seen a whole hundred pound to celebrate or to be happy about it. And the idea of rewarding these students for small wins is amazing. And according to James, it is powerful because you are rewarding habits that are atomic or small wins congratulations i can gar- actually i am impressed and i am convinced i know that you're having great success because you are utilizing principles of habit that have been researched and proven
2: and i cheer it all day i say that i cheer it all day all day I, I mean if i have a student um, like last week, I had a student in my classroom, um, when we come from recess, they all want to go to the water fountain, and I don't want everybody to go to the water fountain, it gets chaotic and mess up instruction. so I have students go, I choose students to go to the water fountain, and I had this student last week, he wanted to go to the water fountain so badly, and he chose another student to go, he said, he told the student, go ahead of me, because we talk about these things in one morning meeting, and when I saw him do that, I right away, I recognized and said, I'm going to give you something. That was so kind of you. That was so mature of you to allow another student to go ahead of you. Even if you were so thirsty and wanted to go to um, get the water. So I cheered them during the day. I tell them how good they're doing. I believe in them. I tell them that they're the best class in the school. And my students walk in line to the cafeteria they walk in line to recess. They don't push each other. And as, I, as, as they walk, I say, you are leaders. You're going to be the best. We're the best class. I just continue to reinforce them. And they're so proud of themselves. They walk you know, in line. They follow instructions. And I am proud of them. I them how proud I am of them. And even if when they do something wrong, I would say I'm disappointed. But I know that you can do your best. I know. And I believe you're going to do your best.
1: Okay. Folks, you are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, and with me today is a master teacher from an elementary school in Virginia. She is awesome at what she does, and she has been able to maintain a peaceful, on-task, well-behaved classroom regardless of her school environment. And I just want to give kudos to Mrs. Sentry for what she's doing at her school. And for those of you listening, go ahead and utilize those strategies. Modify it for your setting. If your students are older or younger, go ahead and modify those settings because they are yielding good results. So far, you've heard about the morning meeting. You've heard about the menu. You've heard about behavior modification, which is actually an rewarding small wins. And they are working for her. When we come back, we're going to listen to Mrs. Sentley tell us one more strategy before she wraps it up. So don't go away. Um, we'll be right back.
2: And one more thing i have been using and this is from my friend i want to talk to miss kelly this is my friend and she's a teacher and she's been and she had a secret student and I, I i tried this this year so what it is is that every day i choose a student and they're a secret student and that student follows instruction they do their work they stay on task at the end of the day i recognize them but the trick is that they do not know that they're a secret student so that means everybody has to be well, if you do not know today you may be a secret student at the end of the day you will, you will find out and if you do not you know follow instructions complete your assignments then you wouldn't receive your reward so this is another way i used to help my students and i know i gave you so many um, examples here and i'm not perfect by any means i'm still learning you know this job is um it's a lot it's a it's a, it's a challenging job but i did this year i decided that every day I'm going to have a good day in school every day. I want it to be a good day. And I, and I can say, so far, I think we are seven weeks in and I may be wrong. And I have, I have not had a a bad day in school. The work is a lot. The paperwork is a lot. I mean, we all complain about the paperwork, but the students, you know, it's your classroom. It's a little sanctuary. You are there with the students all day, you know, you may get problem with the admin, with other teachers, but you, if your students all day, and you make that room be, you know, your sanctuary where you, where you happy to go there. You know, you enjoy being around your students, and I can say, every student in my class, I love them really. And people to give me stories about this student, he was acting crazy last year. This this girl, she was a lot last year, but this year I haven't seen this. So I want to say, fingers crossed, you know, whatever you believe in, I believe that the different approach of, you know, my morning meetings, the menus, scaffolding my behavior, you know, my behavior expectations, and just cheerlead in my students all day. Tell them how great they are because everybody wants, you know, to know how great they are. And students nowadays, they need, not just all students need, you know, attention and time and they all want to be heard they all want to feel that they're important and if you do that you will see um you will see you know that your classroom you know will be different so again um miss joseph you know i'm gonna say something about her she's like my mentor from being a teacher in the classroom the first year to know when i seen her growing and you know i still have learned a lot from her so congratulations miss joseph on this podcast and all the stuff that you have achieved over the years and i cannot wait to see what else you will be doing for to benefit teachers in the classroom thank you
0: you are listening to rethink it with dr martha J, where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them
1: There you have it. This was an amazing time with Mrs. Sentry and if, if I were you as a teacher in this time, when we are struggling with so much social issues and with so many students not being able to settle to work, we are looking at the scores and we're hearing that our scores have gone back in some states, 10 years because our students do not know how to behave, we learn from each other. And yes, some of us may be veterans, and some of us may be new teachers. And we've been around for different times in different settings, and we can all learn from each other. So share this podcast. Listen to it over and over. Share it with somebody whom you know might be in a setting where it can be chaotic, or somebody who is new to the profession. We have teachers coming from different walks of life. We have people coming in from politics, from the military. They've never taught a day in their life and they have to face these students. So go ahead and tell someone about morning meetings. Have them, you know, try a menu all of those things according to mrs st louis they there is a lot of pre-planning that takes place but she's saying look at the end of the day i go home stress free i have my sanctuary that i build and my students are not perfect but i haven't written a referral all seven weeks gone I have not had to call a parent for anything negative. And when I listen to the benefits that she's gotten from doing what she does, I understand why she's prepared to spend so much more time preparing than going going home at the end of the day stressed out. She says, I haven't written a referral. I haven't called home for a negative complaint. And most parents love that. So if you're listening to this podcast for your first time, I encourage you to go ahead and try all of the strategies that you heard. If this podcast meant something to you, you can reach out. Reach out to us by leaving a message. If you listen on Anchor, you can leave a message at the end. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. You can also answer our question at the end if you're listening to Spotify. So I encourage you to reach out, share, like, subscribe, and most of all, look out for when our next podcast comes out. Next season, we will be speaking about money. When do you begin to teach your children about money? Who is responsible for teaching your child about money? Is it the teacher? Is it you as a parent? And so we will explore financial literacy um, in different forms, different contexts, different processes, and we will see how we can better equip you parents as well as teachers to help our students develop that literacy they need so that at the end we can, of course, narrow the wealth gap. Thank you for your listen, and until next time, Bye bye.
0: You are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J., where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them.